Well, we're definitely going to bring the thunder in this interview with a guy who's become a friend of mine. I, Scott, I have to say, um, didn't know you real well up until a couple of months ago, but our kids played together on the U18 team for football Saskatchewan, and we won't spend a lot of time <laughs> talking about how it ended because it certainly could have ended better with the gold medal game being cancelled in Edmonton due to all the smoke, but it was it was sure good to get to know you, and... Um, I think the one thing that I, I noticed about you, Coach Scott McCauley, is that um, you were not obviously on the sidelines having to make tough decisions, think about when you're going to call your timeouts and do all those things. You were actually able to do something that you don't usually get a chance to do very often, and that's just be a parent and just enjoy it like the rest of us. How did you like it? Yeah, it was, it was a fantastic experience. I think that's the whole thing about being uh, having your kids part of teams, right, is that from a coaching perspective is that, you want to be a part of something special, but, you know, being a parent now and kind of seeing that as well, it's getting to know all the other parents and see their backgrounds and more about their families and, and, and kind of the background of their kids. And it was a great experience for myself just being in the stands and having to be patient and just be uh, be a cheerleader and stuff. I think you and I were probably the two of the best, you know, tailgaters there out of the whole group, I would say. Well, someone's got to lead the, lead the way, right? And I think we, we did a great job. We brought a lot of people together, and I'll, t- I'll tell you what, like it, it was a lot of fun just to, just to be there and, and, and get to know everybody and uh, from a different perspective and, and also just uh, kind of like watch the game from, uh, from further away. You know, I, this was going to be one of my questions for you as we got further into the interview, but it probably makes more sense for me to actually talk about it right now because we're kind of on the subject. So people ask me all the time, um, how does Saskatchewan you know how does a, a province with a population of barely a million people i mean there's as many people that live in mississauga ontario that live in the entire province of saskatchewan and and how can you be so competitive that you're actually beating teams like ontario and beating alberta and that and and i got to tell you after my experience the last couple of years with my son spencer playing in the football saskatchewan program it kind of blows me away a little bit not only how good that program is but when you see the quality of the coaches it it's kind of it, it's got to make your life easier recruiting these guys because they're already probably three steps ahead of the game by the time you get to look at them yeah there's absolutely there's there, there's a difference with the guys that have gone and played on for um you know team saskatchewan let it be the, the u18 team or the futures team like when we get them they kind of uh are a little bit more seasoned they understand you know a lot more that the systems but really it's really how how you practice you know how they're able to kind of turn it on and off and they know when you know they can have fun they know when they gotta get serious and it's it definitely the guys that we've gone from that program have definitely been like a, a step or two uh, above some of the other guys coming from other programs but i think like the one thing when i think of team saskatchewan and the, the success they've had is that the, the coaches like you said they're they're very great they're, they're great coaches but they're very detail orientated and they're all about making sure that they're playing together as a team you know it's not about going there and you know being all flashy and being seen it's about going there and winning football games together as a team and you know to take it one step further as i started thinking about it more from the time you know that a lot of the kids on that team i mean with my son being one i guess i can only relate to or, or maybe uh speak for myself but when i think back to going all the way back to mighty mites football how many of my son's coaches have been former thunder players former ram players former cfl players and these guys are getting that quality of coaching from the time they're eight and nine and ten years old 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's almost a recipe for success right there. I mean, by the time they get to be 15, 16, 17 years old, think of how far ahead you would be by getting that kind of coaching from the time that you could barely put your pads on. Yeah. Well, I kind of think about back to guys like Gore Curry and, and Frank McChrystal and then Erwin Klemner here through John and Thunder. Like, they're always trying to push their guys after they graduate um, from playing junior football or whatever league they're in to, to give back and let that be an official or, or be a coach. And also with coaching and stuff, a lot of these guys, I feel like, you know, that's sort of the, the next calling, right? So it's it's great to see them get involved, let it be at the RMF level or the high school level. And then, you know, hopefully they'll come and guest coach with us and, and, and come coach with us as well down the road. Well, it's a, it's a good segue into talking about your team and uh, the Regina Thunder. I noticed one thing, and I say this with all, with all due respect, one thing about you, at the, <laughs> I've spent time with you at the top 100 in the different camps, is like your phone doesn't stop ringing. Like you're, you're there watching the football, but your phone's ringing, you're talking football. Uh, I don't know how your wife can stand it, actually, but you're talking football all the time, and it's it's you're recruiting, you're working, you know, constantly um, at this program here. It's it's not a five month job, uh, is it? It's like a twelve month job for you. Yeah, no, it's it's a job of passion and. Like, as many people are aware, like, I have a full-time job, and when I come here, I'm just volunteering my time. And it's, like, one of those things, like, you can't be a head coach or a coach at this level if you don't absolutely just get yourself ingrained into it and fall in love with the entire process. And, and being a head coach and stuff, like, you have to be involved in all different areas, like, be working with the training staff, the equipment people, to working with people such as yourself that are doing this, uh, you know, this podcast. Like, you have to sort of entrench yourself everywhere and, and um, you know, work to kind of be that face of the organization and make sure things are going the right way so you know we're not going to spend a lot of time on this and dwell on it but certainly there's probably not a day that goes by that you don't think about the 21-19 loss in the you know Canadian National Championship last year yet at the same time most people that I've met in sports whether it be football hockey that have those like just those those brutal losses that kind of haunt them maybe for a long time it does nothing though but add motivation to the upcoming season and you strike me as a guy that it's just added more fuel to your fire to make sure that you not only get back there this time, but when you do get back there, you're winning it. Yeah, I think it's all part of like a, like a process, you know, like we were struggling to win the PSC championship. We got there like two years ago and we ended up losing to the Southampton Hilltops, but it was a great learning lesson for our young guys at that time to know what it takes to be in that type of game, right? So the next year, I, I felt like we were a lot more prepared, a lot more focused, you know, obviously won that PSC championship game, got over that hurdle, and now we were off to the CGFL uh, championship. And, you know, there's some key guys that are in this locker room right now that, you know, after the game kind of happened and stuff, you know, there's some things that they wish they would have done a little bit differently. And I think there's some key lessons that them as players can take and build within the dressing room and then even us as coaches in our preparation. But, uh, you know, Okanagan had a, a great team, a lot of great athletes. Um, you know, I felt our guys did a hell of a job, you know, running our systems, but there's some things that we need to take care of. And like in games like that, like the little things matter, you know, the, 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 the championship teams make those big time plays. And uh, when that happens, you know, it goes the other direction. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's talked about a lot in sports and a lot of great athletes over the years have said, you know, you, you generally 90% of the time you need to kind of trip and fall a little bit before you can kind of get back up and run to the finish line. And that's just, that's life, right? So football is sort of an extension of life, life skills. And um, from what I see out here, now you can correct me if I'm wrong, 
I've been to three or four practices here, just kind of as an outsider looking in. But your team seems, your team seems very focused. They seem very determined. I see old guys helping younger guys. I see, you know, a lot of encouragement, and I, I don't see a, a huge divide between. 23-year-old players and 18-year-old players. It's kind of like that all-for-one sort of mindset, and uh, I'm sure that's exactly what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Like we uh, start teaching our guys like early uh, with the indoor camps is that like we want to be a team that's united and be united. You have to be inclusive, and it doesn't matter if you're from North Balford or or uh, Swift Current or uh, 4A or 5A from Regina. Like at the end of the day, when you're with us, you're with us, and then we expect. Um, our guys to kind of create that that open door policy like once you're here you're here get them ingrained we want our veterans teaching the young guys because that's the best way like two sides like one that they get the young guys to up to the next level and expedite everything but it also allows like our older guys to um, learn the systems a little bit more because they're now becoming teachers and I just find that it helps them also learn and understand the game a lot better. So what what would you say right now if you were to sort of just um, like a quick snapshot, like what, what's the strength of your team? What's the core of your team that you would identify and say, we're going to have to be really, really good in this area if we want to win? So the one is like actually off the field, like I think our leadership group, you know, we got a great group of like, you know, fifth year, fourth year players that are fully bought and ingrained into our culture. And they're the ones that are like really are running the show here. And I think that's like super important, especially as you kind of get into like the latter part of the year, right? They're able to kind of make sure guys are still focused, take care of any issues in the dressing room. So I think like that, that's a huge thing. Um, but really, you know, when it comes to the game of football, the quarterback position is so pivotal and stuff that we need to make sure that, you know, we got two guys that are fighting it out right now. Give them ample reps this weekend when we play Winnipeg. Um, in the exhibition game, and we'll see who comes out on top. But that's like one spot that we want to make sure, like after this weekend, we declare who's number one. There's always going to be competition, but now that guy's got to take that throne and, and carry the torch and, and, and get more comfortable. You know, um, I worked in junior hockey. I haven't, I haven't worked in football, although I've been around it my whole life. But I know that, you know, coaches over the years that I've talked to, pretty much any coach, when they talk about an exhibition game or preseason, yes, they want to win. Of course, they're coaching like they're they're trying to win. They're not. Nobody wants to lose ever. I know you don't. Um, but at the same time, it's not the most important thing. It's the development and kind of seeing where different guys are at. So, in saying that, like, are are you expecting that you know your your uh, veterans will take like a couple of series? Are they going to play a quarter? Are they going to play a half? Is it a case by case basis like how much emphasis are you going to put on guys that you probably already know what they can do versus guys that you're trying to get a read as to whether they're good enough frankly to be here yeah i think with with the exhibition game like that's that's really the whole reason to do it is like one is to kind of have certain competition areas like let it play out but also get that film that we can use for teaching but like when you talk about like the veterans and stuff for example like there's gonna be certain guys that maybe play two series and they're done we just want to make sure that they're they're in football mode they've had an opportunity to hit a a dirty shirt or be hit Um, but then there's also some competition battles too right Um, and we let those play out and give those guys ample reps so I kind of see you know like I talked about our one two quarterback battling it out like they'll play out the first half and we're gonna have to keep some of our starters in there that we normally would take out in the first quarter because we have to give them both ample reps with key with key players, right? 
Um, but then, like, you know, when you kind of look at the defensive side, um, you know, there's some positions that, like, are already – already solid so like the linebackers for example like we want them to have x amount of snaps or like the first quarter and then we'll be pulling them out and let the the twos and threes and fours get more reps at that time so it's it's kind of position by position um and you get a kind of play by your as well during the game well good luck in brandon scott and uh i look forward to as i spill my water here all over my page good thing we're done the interview i don't have to read my notes now um, I'd like to talk to you throughout the course of the year and, and kind of have you as a regular, but then I'd also like to talk about so many of the other things, Scott, that go on here with the Regina Thunder program that even I have to admit I wasn't even aware of until I got to know you a little bit more. I mean, I go to the games and I'm on Twitter, but I don't know about all of these things. Like just the other day, you guys were cleaning up the Uplands community. You guys... Um, or, you know, spend time at the food bank and you do things with, you know, working with uh, inner city and kids and so many volunteers that do such an amazing job here that probably go unrecognized, quite frankly, because, you know, uh, it's hard to, to, to kind of fit it all in. But I'd like to kind of go do a deep dive with you this year and, and talk about all kinds of things uh, as far as your program goes. Uh, how do you feel about that? Are you in? Yeah, 100%. Like, anytime we can promote junior football and also promote the Regina Thunder is always a great thing. So, uh, you know, I look forward to talking about it. Excellent.